1: Welcome to the After Show with Mackenzie Stort and Amy Shannon. I'm Amy Shannon, and together, Mackenzie and I have over 15 years of literary experience between us. Our mission is to educate and assist authors of all writing levels. And today, we are so glad to have um, author Bill Richardson. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi there, Amy. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
2: I'm just tickled to get to talk with you again.
1: Yes, I, I really enjoy with, with you um, coming on the show and uh, sharing your work with us. So if you could tell me a little bit about um, your recent book. Um, I know that I read it. And um, Well,
2: of uh, Demons and Dragons is kind of a departure for me. Um, and one of the great things about talking to you is you're you're the only reviewer that's read all my books and reviewed all my books. Um, mostly what I've done in the past has been horror. And this is epic fantasy. And it's um, it's a, it's a genre that I really love, but I just haven't really written in before. Mm-hmm. And this book had uh, one of the things that makes it unusual, it's it's short as novels go. It's it's longer than a novella and, and shorter than a novel um but one of the things that's different about it is it has 40 color paintings in it um and the you don't see that anymore you used to there used to be a time when books would be put out that had uh you know black and white plates in them and occasionally you would see a book with color plates but you just don't see that anymore because it's so expensive Right. And, um, I wanted to do something different. You know, the great thing about being an independent author is that you can do whatever you want to. And the, the pictures in this, um, or, mostly by a guy named Vuk Kostic. And, um, he, the art actually is what inspired the story, which is really unusual. Usually it's the other way around. You know, you do a story and then you go out and, uh, get the art done to go along with it. But I'm always on the hunt for new ways to get inspired for ideas and ran across these these paintings by this artist and just really, you know, sort of, it just sparked my imagination. And I began to build characters around some of the ones that were in the paintings and then eventually, you know, knit the whole thing together into, uh, into a, an epic fantasy. And it's been uh, is it a really interesting experience. Uh, took a long time to actually, you know, get it to where I could put it out to the public. But um, it's it's been uh, something I enjoyed. I'm in the process now of recording the the audiobook version of it. Um, I like to do things that are a little different, so my audiobook is going to have a full sound design with it. that will have sound effects and music and all that kind of stuff. I've got the audio the actual narration has already been recorded. Um, and you also don't hear books that have this, this kind of full sound design either. Yeah. And I'm always trying to make my things a little different than what's out there. And that's kind of what I've been doing.
1: Well, it's wonderful. I I must say that. Um, yes. When, when I, you know, opened the book and I was looking at the illustrations, I was like, I was so, so amazed by um, the beauty and it's like an it's artwork, you know. It's something that any of those pictures could be put on canvas or an framed in a print. So I, I found that that um was very interesting, and I liked it that it was something that was new for you to do because I do the I like to do the same thing, you know, dabble with something that I enjoy, but not necessarily um i'm used to writing about um you know i i mentioned before the show that i wrote a story Well, it was a paranormal and it's um i wrote a story before with ghosts in it but this is different and it was really interesting putting together and my new project i'm still compiling things and trying to figure out what's what's best for the story so it um Is interesting and something that people would want to read. So when you have an audio book, I can't wait to listen to it because I was so many times when I was reading the book, I would go back and just admire the pictures. And I'm also one who my my son, um, he plays with magic cards and Mm -hmm. he shows me the artwork on them. Though I don't really know anything about the game, the artwork is just it's just incredible for something as simple as the cards when um so you mentioned that you were looking at you would look at the um illustrations and then you would kind of write around that so did you have an idea in mind or did you tell this um your illustrator okay create me a bunch of pictures and how did that work
2: well he had um he had a really large set of work that he had done. Um, he's, he's still an active artist. And one of the things that's kind of interesting is that he's had sort of a religious conversion. And all the stuff that he does now is this very beautiful, elaborate Christian iconography um, that sort of harkens back to the old uh, paintings you would see in churches and all that kind of stuff from the from the Middle Ages. Uh, but he had done this the, the theories that had to do with dragons and had to do with, um, you know, these sort of Nordic figures. Um, and so I, I just really enjoyed them. And I've always been, you know, the, I learned to read by reading comic books. I, I would get my brother's comic books out when I was four. And I would work through the words because I had the pictures to help me. Right. And so that that visual aspect of storytelling has been with me from the very beginning and i really enjoy and i'm a, and i'm a, i'm also an artist so i really enjoy um trying to find a way to bring visuals in to a story and i just you know i just kept looking at these pictures um and got the rights to them and just began to build a story you know basically build the characters and then began to build the story and the, the way it works with something like that is that, you know, the, the art inspires that. And then you get an idea and you run off on that tangent. And sometimes you've got a picture that works for that. And sometimes you don't. Uh, and then if you don't, then you've got to go out and figure out a way to get um, visuals that work. And there are a couple of, of visuals in the book by other artists just to sort of fill in those gaps uh, and I had way more than 40. I only put 40 illustrations in the book because um, it began to be too crowded. But mm-hmm. I've got another 25 that I'm eventually going to put up on my website so that people can see the other, you know, images that didn't make the, the final cut.
1: Well, they are, the, the ones that were in the book were just remarkable. And I look forward to seeing once you put them up on your website seeing those do you think that the ones that didn't make the cut you might create a new story uh, based on those
2: i'm probably not um but one of the things that um that i'd like to do is to turn this into a trilogy Mm -hmm. uh there's this there's a magical book sort of at the center of the story and it's unlike most of the the, whenever you have magical books out there it's very different because in this one it's called the onulus and whenever you use it uh and use one of the spells in the book uh it backfires it does something it, it creates it, it's cursed so whatever good it does it does an equal amount of bad
1: so oh.
2: and that's that's one of the things you know i i feel like you, you read a lot of books where people have a power or they have, um, you know, it's a superhero book or it's a, it's a magical book
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and there's never a cost. There, there's never any skin in the game. It's like, it's a free ride whenever you use those powers or forces or whatever. And that's not the way it is in in real life. Everything has a downside and a cost. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that, 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 the thing that makes that book interesting and the thing that you know it's at the heart of this story and it's one of the things that makes the story different is that every time you use it to try to solve a problem it creates another problem and my That's hope life, is that, that
1: certainly is ex- about life
2: <laughs> that is exactly right that is exactly right there's no free rides yeah. and I, I'm you know hope to pursue I'm either going to pursue the family through different generations or I'm going to pursue the book in different situations or some combination of that, and and, and probably eventually turn it into a trilogy. But um, I've got other projects I'm working on right now, so it's going to be a while on that.
1: Well, I think you've, you know, you, I'm really glad that you're pursuing this and um, because not a lot of us, uh, even authors, sometimes they, they get stuck in what, they're doing they think that they can't go outside of their genre or or do something different um or they have um even artists that you know they have a regular life you know they have to live and pay the bills and take care of their families and sometimes that art or whatever their talent is kind of gets pushed to the side i know that that kind of happened to me um early on, and uh, when my, my boys were little, I was working, and then I had to take care of my boys. Um, but, you know, life kind of got in the way, but then uh, I had a few things that just kind of kicked me in butt and said, hey, you've got to do more than technical writing for your job. You've got to write for yourself, and that's when I started up again. But, I mean, I was doing technical writing, and and, you know, it's writing, but it's not the same. <laughs> So, I am really glad that this is something that you're pursuing. I mean, even when you have other projects, but there's always that one that you kind of keep coming back to. So, I, um, and those images were just um, magnificent. Um, also, uh, do you have, um, or do you have like an excerpt or a chapter you would like to read to share with the audience?
2: Honestly, um, I, It would take me too much time out of what we're doing. Um, I'm sorry. I just got uh, back from being out with my wife for a little while, and and I I don't have one that's right here. What I'll do is as we talk, let me see if I can bring one up. Um,
1: If you would like, while you're bringing one up, I could read um, my review that I wrote for your book.
2: Sure. That would be awesome.
1: Okay. So... um... The, the book, again, is called "Of Demons and Dragons, and it is an illustrated epic fantasy. Um, I gave it uh, five stars. It's very impressive storytelling. Bill Richardson writes an epic fantastical tale of demons and dragons, an illustrated epic fantasy. This book is filled with beautiful artwork that also tells a story and is remarkably inserted into the right places in the story. The art and the story mesh together, making it one detailed world the reader is introduced to king agar and i hope i said his name right right that's right his kingdom is now full of peace and prosperity but it wasn't always that way and agar is disturbed and contemplates what would happen if peace was destroyed and the demon is thinking the same thing only to be the one to cause the destruction this is one of those books that grabs you you from the start and pulls you in and the characters are so real. It's like being with them within the story. The story brings in the believable, even if almost impossible. I'm a huge fan of Bill Richardson's work. I read everything he's written and I'm so honored when he asked me to read anything that he's written. I, I have for hundreds of authors and thousands of books, and there are some that always stick out in my mind more than others. Bill Richardson is one of those authors.
0: Sorry about that. Listen to this. (laughs) Welcome to the world of demons and dragons. Written by Bill Richardson. Narrated by Graham Mack. Chapter three. The king rode south, alone and in disguise. Taking a troop of guards would have only slowed him down and brought unwanted attention to his quest. None must know of the threat until he had assessed it for himself. He kept to the high trails that followed the ridges of the vast core mountains, the soaring peaks. of The core had long been a wall of protection for his king. They were impassable in winter and nearly so for a large force in summer. After two days' journey, King Agar came to the Beacon Pulse, a high vantage point that allowed a distant view of the plains to the south. What he saw chilled him more than the withering cold of the north ever could. The Black Army was marching into the mountains. It looked like a churning sea surging through the valley, a great obsidian tide destroying everything in its path. He could just make out its last victim the city of Orgoth, a powerful kingdom, the equal of his own. It was nothing but a smoldering ruin in the distance. All the buildings had been torn down. There was not one block left upon another, and the only evidence it had ever existed was a black smudge on the earth that was still leaking smoke into the sky. King Agar knew immediately and without doubt his kingdom was doomed. They could not stand against such an army as this. He would have no choice. Whatever evil came from using Bode's book could never be as bad as what this malevolent force would do to his lands. His decision was made. If Vode found the book, he would use it.
2: Sorry, that was a little clunky there. Um, and I hope the audio came through. That's, that's what happens when you do things live. I, um, and I jumped the gun on you there a little bit, Amy. I'm sorry for that. But, but Graham can read it way better than I can. So I was trying to get the audio up, and it just started before I expected it to.
1: That's okay. It, it's, I heard it uh, clearly. So, um, and that's, yeah, I mean, it takes, you know, that's one of the things with audio books as well. Um, you have to have the the right narrator to fit the story, and the way they tell it, um, you know, because that's really important too. I mean, audiobooks are getting more and more, um, you know, they're, you know, they're getting more and more popular. And there are people like me. I like audiobooks, and I, I like curling up with a print book on my lap. So, <laughs> um, but. Um,
2: well, th- what I try to do is 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 to come to the readers as many different ways as I can. Um, some people do a lot of audiobooks. Some people like a hard you know hardback book. Some people want um, you know they want to read it on their tablet. And so I try to do to get the material in as many different forms as I can, so that. Um, so that it can reach as, as big an audience as it, it possibly can. And that's my ultimate goal for, you know, is just to get to as many people with the work as I can.
1: No, it's, yeah, your work is remarkable and I enjoy reading it. Um, and and I I never have expectations even with someone's uh, someone I've read before um, of what their next book is going to be but it's like you know you just kind of get started and you can it's not something that you want to put down so there's certain authors and you're one of them that I wait till when I'm going to read it and I I have a little bit of time I'm not going to have to stop for dinner or stop to do something else so um, you know when I have the time and I know I'm going to be sitting there and reading it for quite a while
2: well i you know my number one rule is not to be boring, and I try to make books that you can't put down um that they get to a point where you just got to keep reading that's that's it's one of my aspirations whenever i'm I'm working on a book is is to just uh make it you know one of those page turners that's that's really what I'm always trying to do
1: oh your work is never boring I must say that <laughs> it's very interesting and like I, like I said, when, when I got this one, I was like, oh, okay, this is something different. And I like that. And the first thing I did was I went and like, cause you know, um, you had mentioned that it would have artwork in it. Um, so, uh, I was looking at all the artwork and then I went back and I read the book and then I went back and looked at the artwork again. <laughs> so, um, it was really, uh, really really interesting and I was so honored to to read it this is this is Mackenzie I I just had a question so on the element of you know creating a page turner for those people who are listening who want to uh, create and write and maybe their writing isn't you know what someone would call a page turner What are some of those elements that people should be aware of when they're creating um,
0: something that they want to be a page turner?
2: Well, the first thing I will say is that, and I try to tell this to any author that I I work with, do not assume somebody wants to read your work. The truth is they don't. They have a to-be-read list that's as long as their leg they have, you know, they're waiting for the next Grisham or the next King, you know, uh, or the next uh, Cornwell or whoever it is. And so they're, If if you're not a known author with a known audience, you have to make people want to read your work. And you start with that with the very first line. I try to make sure that the very first line catches people's attention that it's interesting and then it gets them to wanna keep reading. The second thing is that very early on, you have to capture the imagination of your audience. The the most important thing is that they identify with your character and wanna follow your character through the story. And so very quickly, very quickly, you have to establish or or let people get to know that character somebody who's really good at this is J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, if you think about the beginning of the Harry Potter books, it's basically Cinderella. It's the, the stepchild with the wicked parents, step parents, and this person comes in and offers them this uh, exit from that and all that. And, and so she uses archetypes as a way to get you into her characters really fast. But you've got to get people interested in your character quickly. Then the second, then the the next thing is that you have to establish what the goals of your character are, what that person is trying to achieve, what is the journey I'm going to go on with them. Um, And you've got to get those elements in there really, really quickly. The other thing is that if you have a lot of setup at the beginning of your story, then do some foreshadowing of the things that are to come. Uh, some people will, will take a chapter from later in the book and they'll put it at the beginning of their book. That's not a perfect solution, but it is one of the things that, that, that some writers will do. But if, if you can't do that, then do some foreshadowing. Uh, you'll say, you know, say you're, you're, you're riding along and you'll say, you know, he um, was going to meet his friend John and he didn't know that it would be the last time. So, so use foreshadowing if you've got a lot of um, you know, story you have to tell before you get to the, the action parts or the, 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 the gripping parts. Uh, and those are a couple of kind of quick tips to help people with that. Another thing on my first book, More Than Evil, instead of just having a hook at the beginning of the first chapter, I tried to have a hook at the beginning of every chapter so that you would you would say oh usually i just get that at the beginning here's a really interesting hook at the beginning of the second chapter and then the third and then the fourth and i I hope that as a reader you're thinking wow this dude is trying to keep me involved um and in that book once i get you a few chapters in it really starts to rock and roll and uh and hopefully you can't put it down (laughs) but but those are some of the things that i do
1: no, the, the thank you for sharing that information with us, and um, we're always looking for ways to, you know, not just have what uh, Mackenzie or I say about, you know, um, you know, writing tips and things, but having authors share their experiences and how to do different things. One of the things I do when I'm writing is that if I have to stop, I always write at least the first line of the next chapter. Um, And it's just one of those things that way I can pick up later where I left off. And it's not like a new thought. It's like the thought is just starting and then I can continue on.
2: That's a good tip. One of the things that I do kind of related to that is so I'll write a chapter and then or, or however many chapters. And then when I go back the second day, instead of just starting from the next spot, I go back and read what I have written the first the previous day and do a little quick, you know, rewrite just on the little things that are glaring, but but use the momentum from reading what I wrote the previous day to help me get rocking and rolling on the on the, the next part of the book.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Bill, I'd like to thank you for, for joining us today. Um, I have your information. If people want to find your books, um, I have uh, your name and website on our website, um, so people can, you know, go there and see your things. Um, my review for this book has been posted on Amy's Bookshelf reviews, but it will be posted also on the After Shows uh, social media. So,
2: um, and out on Amazon.
1: Yes, yes. Um, thank you for being our guest. Um, And thank you for listening to The After Show. Uh, Mackenzie, did you have any other questions for Bill before we wrap up? The
0: only
1: question, question, uh, it's
0: not really a question, but the only thing I would like to say is, uh, Bill, keep cranking the books out. Um, Keep keep, um, readers guessing and following along with all your stories. Thank you all so very much for listening to The after Show. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get
1: lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.